It's a beautiful day out here in New York. I'm here, I'm hanging out in this park on the Lower East Side, and it's like a smooth 75 degrees out here. And I gotta say, we got like a really good dispatch plan for you today. First, Paris is gonna give you a breakdown on what's happening with Mark Zuckerberg and the whole Facebook mess. And lastly, the main reason why I'm out here soaking up the sun is a treat. I'm gonna talk with two of our culture writers, Rob Dozier and Melinda Fakwade, about their favorite spring jams. So put those sunglasses on and prepare for the dispatch. The Outline World Dispatch. The future. Paris Martineau, I have been seeing you like running around the office with your like big headphones on, like staring at live streams and cursing profusely. Ah, yes, that's the uh, <laughs> Paris is watching a Zuck hearing mood. <laughs> so, it's what cur- is going on in the world of Facebook right now? <sighs> what isn't going on in the world of Facebook? On Tuesday, Mark Zuckerberg met with a bunch of members of European Parliament. We haven't done enough to prevent these tools from being used for harm as well. And that goes for fake news, foreign interference in elections, and developers misusing people's information. I mean, it was kind of a long time coming that he was at this meeting because I found it very funny, but he had been invited to speak with Parliament probably a month or two, like a while ago, right when all this Cambridge Analytica shit started going down mm-hmm. but um he was like uh no i'm gonna pass and they kind of threatened threatened him with like possible arrest if he came to the uk or europe um mm. and didn't you know and didn't show up for this hmm. which i thought was funny but i mean he came which was good but the actual meeting or hearing itself was just a hot mess in every sense of the word how come uh well god i mean i feel like there is <laughs> It'd be easier to explain the reasons why it wasn't a hot mess than why okay. it was. But I mean, no, I'll go for the the juicy stuff. He was there to talk about, like, Facebook's scandals and screw-ups I previously mentioned, similar to the way that he met with the Senate and Congress. But instead of, you know, having a normal back and forth, for some reason, well, for an obvious reason, Zuck requested that if he was going to show up, the format would be different. Mm. That all of the lawmakers would go ahead and ask their questions which took like an hour, and then Zuck would have time to respond to all of them that he totally wrote down the questions to and was totally going to address them. So it was very interesting because you just had an hour of all of these lawmakers who actually asked some really great questions. Mm-hmm. They're really thoughtful, pointed, uh, but they asked it for an hour, basically screaming at Zuck, and then it was his turn to speak, and of course, he answered Absolutely none of them. Um, but as it was going on, I was like trying to make note if, if any of the things he said were new or like weren't just bullshit Facebook PR like press releases that um, and retreads of things yeah. that he's already said. I mean, so basically places. every single thing he said during this was something that he or Facebook had said before. Towards the end of it, the lawmakers got really pissed at him and started like, shouting at him while he was monologuing about this dumb bullshit. At Mm. one point, he was like, oh, well, I think we're, you know, I think we're done here. You know, I don't know if there's anything else to address. And then one of the lawmakers from the back just starts yelling, shadow profiles. Shadow profiles. Sure. So to your your question, for for the content that, uh, that websites and apps sent us, um, we think it's very and shadow profiles for anyone who isn't aware. 
is the kind of term that's given to, um, you know, Facebook collects a bunch of data about us all. They right. know everything. But people who aren't Facebook users, your data is also being collected because um, there are a lot of tracking devices or ways for you to be tracked on all of the websites. And Facebook's able to basically figure out who you are and create a shadow profile, even if you've never had a Facebook account, mm. which they um, put like pin all of your data to. But one of the com- the uh, lawmakers had asked Zuck, they were like, okay, I get it. You have these tools in place that if you Facebook users want to be like, yo, Zuck, get rid of my data, you can click the, the clear data button. It's supposed to do that. And they're like, what about users who aren't Facebook users and want you to not have data on them? And he essentially was like, yeah, no, if, if you are not a Facebook user and want me to uh, delete all the data I have on you, you're going to have to make a Facebook account to get us to uh, do that. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Which was just a really bold, a really bold claim. But of course, as soon as he said that, he's like, okay, yeah, next question. We'll yeah. talk about something else. Wow. <laughs> so, I mean, like, what's next? Are, are there any other hearings uh, scheduled? Um, any more live streams for you to cover? I mean, not that I know of right now, but there's always going to be another live stream. The thing that I've been thinking about is like, they really, these live streams or these hearings never really seem to do anything. And I think that was what was so upsetting or frustrating to me about this hearing with European Parliament yesterday is that on Friday, uh, on May 25th, the GDPR, the General Data Protection Regulation, uh, is finally coming into effect. And that's, in short, like this really impactful and important regulation that is rolling out for all of Europe. If you are a European citizen... Companies like Facebook and stuff have to tell you what data they have on you. Mm-hmm. So really quick, is this the reason why I've been getting a bunch of privacy policy things yeah, popping up in my email? that's the reason why you've been getting a bunch of, um, I guess, yeah, emails being like, hey, we're updating our privacy policy. Just want to let you know. Hmm. It's because of GDPR. You have to clearly state what information you're collecting on people, how you're using it, so on and so forth. Okay. But um, because that's happening on Friday, everybody's been kind of, I don't know. The GDPR and European regulators are really the last hope we have right now for anybody to do anything concrete to check tech companies like Facebook's power in the sense of, I don't know, if Mark Zuckerberg, I guess what he said today, if he isn't going to give users um, a way to delete or access their shadow profile data without being a Facebook user, technically he Facebook could find for that. And it's not, you know, like... A small fine. Obviously, they haven't technically um, figured out the price for it because it hasn't come into effect yet. But it could be like huge, serious, like company-wide damaging fun, like fines. They have this position of power to actually do something about it that would be somewhat fruitful. But it, partially due to the format, partially due to Mark Zuckerberg's a person, it nothing really happened from mm. it. Well, I'll make sure to check in with you in a couple weeks and see. Yeah, no. Next time you see me um, opening the office fridge with a laptop in one hand and giant headphones on, (laughs) uh, let me let me know. Pull me into the podcast room. Chairs are for people, and that is why chairs are like Facebook. Door culture. Melinda Fakwade and Rob Dozier. Yep. Hello. <laughs> Brought y'all in here today because, I mean, as we can tell, like, the weather's starting to break out here. Mm-hmm. I'm wearing a linen shirt. <laughs> I'm trying to, like, stay cool. And y'all are some of the coolest people I know here at the Outline. <laughs> and y'all right at the culture section. So, 
What are y'all's spring bops? I'll start with you, Melinda. So my spring bop is Pigeon Language from Nervous Stater, which is a Brooklyn band. Okay, okay, so why should I be paying attention to this this song, this band in particular? So Pigeon Language is off Nervous Stater's, like, 2017 album, so it's, like, from last year, but it's super angsty, it's, like, very short and, like, punchy, and Rachel Leitner is on vocals, she just has, like, such a cool voice, and it's so, it's such a relatable song. It's basically just about wanting to be a part of someone's, like, world and their life, but kind of being so close but so far from it. And it's—I don't know. It reminds me of, like—I don't want to say early 2000s pop punk, but it's almost like that. But it's—I don't know. I find it, like—it really gets me revved up. But it's, like, kind of sad, too. So it's an interesting I mean, that was a good time for music, I gotta say. Yeah, that was the best time. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's it's like that, but, like, very now. So that's why I'm into it. So it's like, why does it relate to you particularly? I since mean, you say it's a very relatable song. I think it's. I think everyone has had an experience where they're like, oh, I've met this person, whether it's like a friend or someone they're seeing or whatever. And they're like, oh, like we get along, but like also they have such a different life than me. And like, I want to understand that and be a part of it. But you feel so far away from it. And you're kind, you're kind of craving almost that intimacy and that relationship like, up front immediately, but it's something that would take time to cultivate. This lyrics are, like, super simple, but there's, like, this one part where she's basically like, oh, like, I can never quite understand. The pigeon language you speak with your friends Always behind one They're so fucking lucky And that's kind of the main thread of the song which is that um whoever this person is has their own world their own friend group that just meshes and she is trying to enter that so soon and she understands that she's she kind of can't do that immediately but she wants it so i just thought that was everybody's had an experience like that all right rob what do you have well I have something that kind of brought together my love of memes and <laughs> okay. my love of music. Fair, fair. Um, you guys may remember that YouTube video that went viral um, by this guy named Big Shaq. The thing goes and You're done now. Oh and yeah, it's called Man's Ma- not Ma- hot. Oh yeah, <laughs> Man's not hot. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I love that. And um, it took me a long time to actually realize he's not actually a rapper; he's a comedian. And that that was all like a like a joke, but um, it still was actually a pretty good song, at least in my opinion. And he actually recently came out with another song that's equally fire. Um, oh my god! And it's called Man's Don't Dance. <laughs> oh, the follow up. <laughs> Way back. And I made man's not hot, you know you like that. She wanted to vibe. Man don't dance. Look to my eyes. Man don't dance. One, two, step. Man don't dance. Flex on your ex. Man don't dance. She stepped on my crest. Man don't dance. Touch 
Um, and it's just, it's just so good. I don't know. It's just, um, he could very easily be a serious rapper, and like nobody would probably take whatever that nigh. But he's just, and it's also just hilarious. He's just so self-aware. Um, so, do you feel like he's going to take? Because whenever I think of Big Shock, I have to say a Big Shock. You know, <laughs> apologies to my London, London crowd. Do you feel like he? Is kind of like in this like childish Gambino stage where when Childish Gambino first came out, like you almost kind of thought he was a joke rapper and then maybe became something serious. So do you feel like it might be like five years before we get like a proper big Shaq LP? I don't know. Cause he he kind of has like a whole bunch of different characters that he plays. Um and he and they're all kind of musicians. So that's interesting. I I mean, obviously, I, if he does ever take that route, I'd be right there. <laughs> and I'd like listen to the album right away. But I feel like it's more for him, it's the character. Because um, he has multiple characters that he plays, and they're all kind of, they're all like each other's hype men. They have like weird rivalries. He has like a whole YouTube channel um, that he likes, makes videos, and it's pretty popular in the UK. We'll see, I guess. But man, don't dance. Man, don't dance. Man, don't dance. You're done, no. Uh. All right, so I'm not going to let y'all get out of here without throwing one more surprise on you. Okay. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Uh-oh. Didn't see this one coming. I did. All right. So what would you say is a spring bop but did not come out recently? So I'm talking like 90s, like old school spring bop. Like what is like your kind of go-to, like right off the bat? Go. Say my name, Destiny's Child. Say my name, say my name. How come? Spring, for me anyway, is like the time where you're gearing up for summer. So that's like, I want something that's going to fire me up. <laughs> Say my name, like, fires me up. <laughs> that's, what I, that's what I think of anyway. It's very, like, it's just very sassy. And, you know, it's, it's the prelude to who you're going to be in the summer, which is a boss, so. Okay. <laughs> all right. All right. I feel it. What about you? I don't know why this is the first thing that came to my mind, um, but you remember that song "Yeah" by Usher and Lil Jon. Yes, that- everybody was thunderclapping. <laughs> yeah. That like I don't know why I was allowed to buy that. That was the first CD that I ever bought was Confessions. Wow, and it just has that, such a that has a lot. There's yeah. a lot of layers in that. Yeah, yeah you should I was not like, have been allowed to do <laughs> that. Not have been allowed. <laughs> I, that was like nine or something. But that was the first time I had like money, and I was like, I'm going to buy this CD. And I don't know that just era of like R&B pop was just so good. Yeah, and, uh, Crank and Snap just, music, all that stuff was yeah. like real popping. It was a good time. Yeah. Um. So I think that song. I mean, that's just. It, it's not even just spring bop. That's just year round. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like. Whenever I hear that song, I have to get myself an oversized uh, button down, have it open with a pair of Air Force Ones, mm. <laughs> and, and like an oversized fitted. Yeah. <laughs> and you have to get like a fan to like blow it. Yeah. The music was good, but the fashion, I don't know about all that. <laughs> I think that was the best part. <laughs> Well, thank y'all for joining me. Um, I'm I'm ready. I'm all ready. Let's like let's get out of the studio and let's like go. Yeah. <laughs> I'm down. Take that and rewind it back. Lil John got the beat to make your booty go. The dispatch is produced and hosted by me, James T. Green. Today's music was courtesy of APM, and our theme is by the fantastic John Lagomarcino. Also, keep me posted on what you think of the show. 
We're on Twitter at Outline Dispatch, or you can hit me up directly at underscore James T. Green. For subscribers, I hope you have a great weekend, and happy spring. See you Monday. Bye.